Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. The question this time is, what are some common communication failures in compliance? But first up, Quick program note, as we're headed here into the summer, you may have already noticed that our pace of posting podcasts, try to say that three times really fast, has slowed down a little bit. We're going to continue to try to do a podcast per week, but I think what we're going to do, and we're going to start this week, is have shorter podcasts every other week, just to kind of slow the pace down as we go through the lazy days of summer here. So my dedicated listeners, don't worry, we're going to continue to try to get these up on a regular basis, but we're going to alter our process just a little bit so that we can continue to provide content, but also get through all of the other things that we have to get through during a busy summer. Communication is definitely on my mind this week. Uh, For those of you that joined us yesterday for our creative communication webinar with Ronnie Feldman from Learnings and Entertainment, we sure appreciate it. And if you didn't, uh, that uh, recording is available. If you'll get in contact with us, we're happy to provide it. So we were talking about creative ways to communicate compliance. But one of the things that I mentioned on the webinar, but I wanted to expand on a little bit, and I thought a good place to do it would be here on the podcast, is the things that I've seen, communication fails, if you will, that I've seen over the years with organizations. And I think that the uh, failures that I've seen kind of break down into three sort of distinct groups. The first is a lack of frequency. Commonly, uh, just to give you an example, many times when I work with an organization to do an assessment of their program, common things that I ask for, obviously, are your communication and training plan, any calendar for communication, any calendar for training. What I often have seen over the years is more or less a one-to-one ratio between more traditional, either online or live training on communication and the typically shorter, but not always, shorter communication efforts. Also, as far as frequency goes, if they are more frequent, they're not significantly more frequent. And I think this is where uh, a lot of organizations fall down. Because what you're trying to do, the term that, that Ronnie brought up yesterday in our, in our webinar, and that I think is a good term to keep in mind, is ubiquitous. You want your communication around compliance and ethics initiatives to be ubiquitous. You want it to come from several different channels. You want it to be omnipresent. You want it to be something that is almost unconscious. And there are ways to do that. And and we talked about those yesterday, and I'll talk a little bit about it today. But also, it really boils down to the, the biggest failure is frequency, is not getting these communication efforts out on a regular basis. And you can't, I have to say, I just don't see how you can have an effective communication program if you have a one-to-one ratio to your online and formal training. If you do have a significant number of communication efforts and you have a one-to-one ratio, then you probably have too much formal training and, and probably people that are begging for help to avoid going through so much online training or, or live training. But to be serious for a moment, the formal touch points, the, the online training that many organizations do, the onboarding training that many organizations do, the annual update on the code of conduct that many organizations do, those are going to happen on a biannual or quarterly basis, or maybe 
maybe a few more touch points a year, maybe six touch points a year. That's pushing it. For most organizations, it's either quarterly, biannually, or annually. So obviously, your communication has to be happening much more frequently than that. Now, what one word of caution here. If you have made the determination that your frequency is not sufficient and that you want to bump that up, and I applaud that notion and that initiative, you, you need to have a plan. And that's the second point. Many organizations do informal communications very informally. And while you want the communication effort to seem effortless and to seem informal, to seem conversational, there's a lot of planning behind getting that right. So you need to really think about what your plan is going to be and have a calendar. And, you know, many organizations have an integrated training and communication plan these days that that has all the touch points mapped out. But if you currently don't have that, I don't think there's a problem in having a separate calendar, if you will, for informal communications, particularly when you're starting out. And a key here is not to bite off more than you can chew. If you're not doing much or anything at all <laughs> with regard to informal communication at this point, don't plan out you know, four or six touch points in a month. Plan out one in a month. Or if you really have limited resources and you want to get it right, maybe you uh, just start out on a quarterly basis. That's not going to be probably sufficient for most organizations long term, but you want to start with something that you can maintain, that you can get done, and that you can plan out thoroughly. So what I would suggest for most organizations is, for instance, once a month or once every other month, bi-monthly, have a list of five or six bullet points that you prepare that you want disseminated throughout the organization by the managers, for example. Uh, this dovetails with another important priority, and that's getting the middle involved, getting managers involved in the process and having them help cascade specific messages about compliance. That's a good example of killing two birds with one stone. You can have a more frequent and planned out process for your communication, your informal communication, and you also can get the middle involved. That's just one example. But that's an example that can be effective, and it's doable. And if you do it, again, on a a bi-monthly basis, then you only really have to plan out six of those for your first year. And as that gets working and that becomes part of your process and the plan is working well, you can build off of that basis. The third thing that uh, we talked a lot about in the webinar, and I I do want to mention here because it is important aspect to have, and it is a common communication fail, if you will, is not having the communication be expected. You want to grab people's attention. You want to get them interested in the concept. So uh, approaching your, your short and informal communication from a different perspective from your other formal training or the way you typically present on a topic like, say, uh, reporting, because that's a common one. That's a, that's a theme that you hit on all the time. Well, if you have a hotline or helpline poster that's been up for years, if you have a message about the helpline that's on your intranet website, if you have uh, a message about the helpline that is in the code of conduct, well, then when you do your informal communication around the helpline, you don't want it to be the same. You don't want it to appear to be exactly the same as the message that they've heard over and over again. You want something unexpected. You want to come out of left field. Some of the things that uh, Ronnie was talking about in our webinar and that uh, many of you have probably considered in the past are things like short videos or music and jingles or doing a competition. This is something that uh, many organizations have tried over the years and I've talked about before. Going out 
reaching out to the employee base and asking them to participate. Do something unexpected. Maybe that's not every touch point in your informal communication plan, but it should be part of it. Because again, you're trying to reach the people that you otherwise aren't reaching with your regular traditional training or traditional messages. So that's an important aspect as well, to be unexpected. Uh, and, And even if you don't have the resources to do something big, to do video, to do audio, to have a whiz bang piece of the intranet with a web development, just be creative and unexpected in the bullet points that you put together for those managers. Provide them information in a context that's different from the communication that's in the code of conduct. For example, uh, if in the code of conduct you have a very straightforward message of, hey, there's, if there's an issue or a question or a concern, here's how you go about reporting it. Well, in the bullet points that you provide to the managers, for example, maybe you talk about statistics. Maybe you go to the data that our friends from the Ethics and Compliance Initiative have put together over the years with their National Business Ethics Survey and their Global Business Ethics Survey. That data is publicly available. So you can give talking points to the managers around data. That's something that's different, uh, that's going to catch the attention of people because it's not the way that you typically communicate around reporting. But you can have the managers, for instance, say, did you know that the number one reason why people don't report misconduct that they've seen is because they fear retaliation. It sets up a conversation about retaliation and about fear of reporting. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge resource investment. You, you don't have to be particularly creative to go out and find uh, some data and some, some benchmarking that can help move forward a point either on reporting or anti-corruption or harassment or whatever the risk topic is that you want to speak to. And just approach it from a different direction. Uh, bring, breathe some life into the communication around compliance issues and, and take a different perspective and don't uh, just rehash the same content that you have in the code of conduct or the written policy or the hotline poster or whatever else you've done in the past. Approach it from a new direction. Have a blank page in front of you and start from there. And that doesn't cost a lot. It takes some time, obviously. It takes some planning. But it's a way to approach things that will give you that unexpected spark that will hopefully reach some of the people that you haven't reached before or reach them and allow them to have an aha moment that they haven't had in the past through formal training. So those are are three things to keep, keep in mind, three things that I have commonly seen when I've done assessment work where organizations kind of fall down on their communication plan, their communication process, three things to keep in mind as you look at what you're doing and consider some refinements. The upshot this week is to avoid communication fails, you should make sure that your communication is frequent. You should make sure that you have a strong plan on what your informal compliance communication is going to be, and you should do the unexpected. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.